Mini-episode 1424 of the FDH Lounge is brought to you by Sportsology, delivering unconventional columns and webcasts about sports, TV, music, movies, and more. Follow them on the web at sportsology.com. The FDH Lounge. You want to schedule your life around it. A long time ago, on a gloomy, wet Cleveland spring night, two men stand alone amidst the late-night drizzle. Their voices echo across the vacant station parking lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Welcome to FDH Lounge Mini Episode 1424. This is FDH Managing Partner Rick Morris here with our preview of Yellowstone Episode 4.9. Here's our top five notes of interest heading into the season's penultimate episode. Number five, the pointless adventures of Jimmy continue. The decision to devote a good chunk of this season to previewing a spinoff on Paramount Plus that maybe 5% of the audience will see is certainly a choice. So now Jimmy has moved on from Mia and will probably be visited by her before the end of the season. Wake us up when any of this has anything to do with the world of Yellowstone. Number four, Casey and Monica have another kid on the way just as their existing kid is hitting puberty. Hopefully we don't get any more cringe sequences in which Tate mentions his growing uh, capacity for excitement and also remarks on his parents' sex life. Number three, Beth starts to undermine the behemoth, which has to be a temporary development. Seriously, the leadership of a huge multinational corporation can't be this stupid, right? Even with Beth's bosses found out that the hippies had been previously aimed at the ranchers, They didn't stop to reflect on how and why they got redirected. These people know that Beth is a snake in business, and that's exactly why they hired her. This storyline needs to start reflecting that awareness. Number two, is John's reckless diner quote-unquote rescue going to come back to bite him legally or politically? It still seems weird to think of John through a popularity prism, but his spite campaign for governor necessitates him to consider it, And even in a frontier state like Montana, some people might look askance at a couple of vigilantes taking the law into their own hands, especially when the sheriff and potentially other hostages get got. Additionally, John was able to deal with impunity under the reign of the now late-lamented sheriff. Just imagine if Jamie can plant a stooge in that job. Speaking of which, number one, how ugly and extra-legal is the war between John and Jamie going to get? The coming attractions promise plenty of colorful action, but it's unlikely that the entire arc of hostilities leading up to the election will unfold before the end of the season. For that matter, the market equities storyline is nearing the end of its second season without any resolution assured. With more time this season devoted to the disconnected follies of Jimmy, the soap opera in the bunkhouse, and Monica's ongoing love-hate deal with being married to a Dutton, moving through the major storylines has been slow at best. Clearly, this show has moved beyond the approach of conducting a major plot arc in one season, as they did the first two times out. But even in the likely event that this season ends in the middle of this burgeoning John-Jamie war, we can still hope for plenty of excitement in the runway that they've got left. Thank you for joining us for this mini-episode of the FDH Lounge.